Somebody at Walmart did a funny thing. They thought they were funny. I ordered three shirts, okay? This is what they sent me. This shirt, kind of Christmassy, you know? But 3X. I'm like a loose 3X and a tight 2X, so. Similarly, you know, kind of, ooh ooh. <laughs> Trick I um, just learned um, now there's a spider. 3X also. Then they sent me a medium, which personally I don't find all that humorous, but somebody did at Walmart. 3X, 3X, oh, and a medium, no. Nope. <coughs> but thank you though, so I'm gonna try it on. Just to honor the person that sent me this, I'm gonna try it on. Two 3Xs. Thanks. No, I mean, I can, I can probably, I mean, No, I'm not going to return it. I'm going to do my podcast in a shirt that, you know, how many sizes do small? A bunch of... <laughs> okay, that was the double chin. Maybe they did it because I chose two Christmas colors and then the... Medium that they sent me was uh, not, and they were like, oh, come on, dude, you could have obviously gone with some other Christmas, actual Christmas color, but you chose whatever you chose. This is on backwards. No? Well, feels weird. All right, we gooch. Um, on the next episode, I'm going to have the lights up. I promise. So, anyway. <clears throat> uh, now, tuck it in. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Liver King for getting exposed. A bunch of his emails came up in which for over a year now has been saying I do not take steroids. He took steroids. He takes steroids. $12,000 a month. This dude takes ster steroids. He has been... Joe Rogan talked about this dude on his podcast. Millions tens of millions of people listening to that podcast. They all heard about Liver King. They all go and check him out. Everybody has been saying this dude is not natural. He's taking all these things. He has to be. He's been going, no, no, I do not take PEDs. The dude watched Hulk Hogan and was like, knock off. In his emails, he gave a full breakdown of every steroid, the percentage. I mean, he was so incredibly precise about everything. It's all a whole other language to me. He was taking trimectifectum and mictor mystiotum <laughs> and OO2X met. <laughs> he finally got exposed. He gave a six minute apology on his YouTube video. You can go check it out. That was like a gremlin. Everybody is picking apart his apology. Joe Rogan just watched his apology on his podcast, half of it at least. And it's funny, I, I made a, there's a car outside rumbling, but, but yeah, return. Uh, people are picking apart his apology. Like the top comments on his videos are, you know it's gonna be sincere when he brags about the, the amount of money that he has within the first 30 seconds. 
And this is a dude that never wears a shirt. He never bathes. He doesn't wear soap. And he brags about this. Apparently, he, br he doesn't wipe. That's what he claims to do is he doesn't wipe. It's absolutely nuts. So I parodied him recently. And that is slowly getting views. And I just had a friend reach out and go, dude, that is so funny. Do more content like that. And I, I think she's calling it. I think she's onto something. And I hope so. You know, I maybe my video will get played on Joe Park. <clears throat> that would be an experience. Because <coughs> of the name of his podcast. But, okay, so this is something I wanted to get into. Because apologies. I have an opinion on them uh, that could be a hot take. I don't know. If uh, you're being made to apologize... Depending on the offense, like, it's hard to be sincere in the apology. Just like, it's hard to receive an apology too soon. Like, it takes time to really even hear their apology, and not to mention the treacherous road to forgiveness and the back and forth that that can have. I have always been so keenly aware of how insincere both parties are. In those, in those moments of being made to apologize by a parent, an authority figure, sometimes even strangers, uh, other, other kids' parents, I am always surprised that we're letting ourselves get away with that situation. Like, even though I know that it's necessary, if a kid breaks a window or even another kid's arm, immediately say you're sorry. But if a kid grabbed his brother's toy and smacked him upside the head, Call in, say you're sorry. You know, I personally can only achieve sincerity in, a, in an apology. Say that three times. Through introspection, thought, and silence. Could be a day, could be a week, could be, could be a long time. But I have to come to the conclusion on my own that I am sorry. And I believe that that is induced by the Lord, too. I think that he has a heavy hand in feeding me what I'm sorry about and why I'm sorry. It's, it's kind of like, I'm going to use my parents as an example. Um, why can't I do that? Because I said so. A lot of times, I feel like it does need to be explained. The consequences of why this can't and shouldn't be done should be explained because that would help me settle down and not be so confronted by that I would I would sit back and maybe even agree with them. Oh, totally, that makes sense. Yeah. If I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. But to rephrase, rephrase that, rephrase the rephrase word. If I'm actually sorry, I'm going to say it. Alternatively, being apologized to too soon, in those seemingly insincere moments, you end up feeling like you were never apologized to really at all. Almost like it was a, ah, well, that's over with, type of apology from the offender, from the liar, from the cheat. Not necessarily from the accidental, although that is a, a conversation for another day. Dude, somebody that I love and I grew up with, his name is Tim Curry. In his mid-60s, he had a massive stroke. That's my neighbor's toilet. Um, my favorite roles of him were Long John Silver, and then whatever his name is uh, in Home Alone 2. He scared the crap out of me in Beauty and the Beast 2 as the evil piano. I will never forget that. 
He almost played the Joker before Mark Hamill took over the voice. He almost played the Joker before Jack Nicholson. And then, and then he went on to play It the, the year after. So he still played a clown the, the year after Jack Nicholson. I love that detail. Anyways, uh, returning. The, the stroke left Tim Curry without the use of his legs. He is in a wheelchair uh, for the rest of his life. It really affected his face. But it did not affect his voice. So he's still doing voice work, work and I love that. Computing when somebody's life is changed to that extreme, making that shift, making that shift mentally. I mean, I hardly recognize anything about Tim Curry when I see a video of him now speaking. It's it's very difficult. Sinbad, the comedian, is another one. 64. He's at, at 66 now. He's learning to walk again because of a stroke that he had at 64. And that is so sad. I, I do believe that Sinbad may even be a Christian. And, and from what I understand, he is a clean stand-up comedian. I hope that there is some sort of normalcy that Sinbad can, can return to in his personal life or his career. But there, there's a chance that it could totally be done uh, in the entertainment industry. Um, who knows? My grandpa had his, had his uh, first stroke in his mid-60s. And unfortunately, he, he, the second one that my grandpa had actually um, did take him. Uh, my uncle, at, at age 60, had, in a period of like 36 hours, multiple strokes and heart attacks. And is and he, he lost a, 100 pounds in that time and maybe using a walker for uh, the rest of his life. I'm, I'm not sure about that, and I really hope not. I seriously hope that he can find freedom in walking, you know, even that luxury. Like, dude, it is. We take it for granted. Oh, I don't want to walk to the freaking fridge, you know? But, dude, what if you couldn't? Scary stuff. I'm only smiling because of my next topic. It's not even a topic. It's just an anecdote. I'm probably going to end the podcast here. But <laughs> I'm, I wanted to tell this because it is... <laughs> So airheaded of me. In my bank, I have a second account. It's a secondary checking account, so they charge like twelve ninety nine for like, uh, you know, per month to keep it. So when I get money, I'll often just throw the money that I need in that second account. And just like here's my spending, here's like everything else. What it should be is here's my spending, here's everything else. I did burp, but it was kind of silent, but deadly. So, on a couple of different occasions, I've done this, where I've put a, uh, a bank worker, I'm not going to say the name of the bank, I, I've put a bank worker through this situation of having to tell me the most obvious thing. I go and I try to pull money out of an ATM. <laughs> And because my my check second checking account will be at zero, and then they charge me the twelve ninety nine, so I'm below. I have an ATM card attached to the second checking account, but I won't have transferred any money yet. So then I go and I call the bank, and I'm I'm talking to them, and I'm like, my ATM card is not working. I don't I don't know why it's declining. And she's like checking, she's looking, she's uh, I well I see that it's active. I'm like, yeah, I I, I got it. 
a while ago and it, it's been activated. And she goes, well, um, you're negative 1299. I go, yeah. She goes, if you, you transfer 1299 plus whatever amount you need, I go, I beep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So that is my podcast episode for today, and I appreciate you guys watching. Fist bump galore. Okay, bye.